the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King. What a glorious day that you have made. We are rejoicing and we're glad in it. We're glad in you, Lord, and all the things you've given us. And Father, as we prepare for Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Lord, I pray that your Spirit would fall upon us and that your Word would pierce our hearts and that we would draw close to you, closer than we've ever been. We are going to abide in you. So, Father, we thank you for these seasons and these appointed times that you have brought into our lives so that we can remember and draw close to you. We bless you. We thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. And as you can guess, we are drawing to the holy day of Shavuot, which begins Tuesday evening and ends Wednesday evening. It's the Feast of Weeks. Some of you might know it as Pentecost. Now, before we begin that uh, discussion, this will be the last time we're counting the Omer, because we've counted it for almost 50 days now. And... uh, I would mention that uh, Shavuot, um, the way we are celebrating it at Sharesh David Messianic Synagogue, is we have a Tuesday night service in Tampa, and it's going to be a 12-hour service. It's going to be all night from 7 in the evening to 7 in the morning, and we're going to worship, we're going to pray, and we're going to read God's Word. No messages 
just those three activities. So I'm really excited about it. Now, some of you might want to come to that. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to have three people there or we're going to have 150 people there. But uh, you're more than welcome to come. We're on uh, Beta Bay Boulevard uh, in South Tampa. Feel free. And if you stay the entire 12 hours, I cook breakfast for people in the morning at 7 in the morning for those who stayed. Okay. I know that's something really to look forward to. Okay. I make a mean omelet. All right. Uh, so we're going to count the Omer now, last time of this year. Baruch atah Adnai Eloheinu melech alam, asher kirishanu b'mitzvotav v'tzivanu al sifarat ha-Omer. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has set us apart by your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the fifth day of the seventh week, day number 47 I have counted the Omer. Now, as you're familiar, in the uh, Counting of the Omer booklet, then, is a scripture. And I've got to say that today is one of my favorite scriptures. It's Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. Do you know that this is the scripture that I change the pronouns uh, when I pray this, but I pray this not every day, but many days a week over President Donald Trump, because this is my prayer for him. So keep that in mind as I read the scripture in its original. Uh, the spirit of Adonai Elohim, or the Lord God, is upon me, because Adonai has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of Adonai's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of Adonai, that he may be glorified. And, and not only do I pray those three verses, but actually I also pray verse 4 for him. It seems very appropriate. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Okay. So the thought uh, of is imagine what you would be like having God's spirit empowering you in every way to be the his Talmud or his disciple. This is God's desire for us. It should be our desire as well so we can better accomplish his will. Wouldn't you agree? So the challenge for the day is how do you desire God's spirit daily and write down how to accomplish Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, or verse 4, in your life? Okay. So that's the counting of the Omer. I pray that it has blessed you. But today we want to talk about Shavuot, and there's so many places in Scripture we see about Shavuot. Certainly Leviticus 23, 15, and 16 uh, tells us that after we count 50 days, uh, we are to present a new grain offering to Adonai. 
Now, every day we counted the Omer, we were reminded of the link between Pesach, which is Passover, which commemorates the Exodus and deliverance, and Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, which would be Pentecost, which commemorates the giving of two things here. So what do we commemorate on this holy day? Well, for Shavuot, it's the time when the law was given on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments. Of course, you know in the New Covenant, it's Acts 2, God's pouring out His Spirit. It reminds us that the redemption from slavery was not complete until we received God's Word. But it also reminds us that without God's Spirit, we don't have the ability to understand His Word, nor do we have the strength to keep His Word. So we're not free unless we have God's Word within us, and we're not free unless we have God's Spirit within us. Amen? Okay. So we receive God's Spirit when we accept Yeshua as our Messiah. It's a gift uh, at the time of salvation. But like any gift... We have to receive it and then use it. Uh, Using it is our acknowledgement that we've received it. Imagine receiving a watch for a gift, but you just put it in a drawer somewhere, and, you know, the giver of the gift says, hey, did you ever receive the watch? And you say, well, yeah, but I put it in the drawer. I'm not using it. Well, how do you think the receiver, I mean, the the giver of the watch would feel? And I think God feels the same way when we don't acknowledge uh, his spirit in our life. We must acknowledge the gift of the Holy Spirit and make sure it is active in our life. Uh, This is also true about the gift of God's word. If you don't use it, you have not received it. Its value is None. Useless. If you don't apply it to your life, it's just a book on a shelf. God is very consistent because you have to receive Yeshua the same way. You have uh, you, you receive atonement for your sins, and he gives you everlasting life. But it's not enough to know about him. You must declare your belief in him and thus start your journey of abiding in him. All right? So, you know, our purpose in counting the Omer was to draw closer to God, to be obedient to his word, to expect our faith level to be raised each day to anticipate what God was doing on our journey towards Shavuot and develop our hope for God to pour out his spirit in a newer and stronger way within us and the body of believers. Revival. That's what we're praying for, revival. So this is Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, Pentecost, the marriage of God's Word and God's Spirit within us. This is the appointed time. This is the feast day. Acts 2.1, it says in most of your translations, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. What does Pentecost refer to? Well, it refers to the number 50, right? And that's why it's called Pentecost, because in, in the Hebrew Scriptures, we had to count the Omer for 50 days between 
um, Passover and the Feast of Weeks. And so that's why Pentecost lands on Shavuot or the Feast of Weeks. Okay, you got it now? You, you, You see how it fits together? All right. Leviticus 23, 21 says, You are to make a proclamation on the same day that there is to be a holy convocation. You should do no regular work, and this is a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. Okay, this is not too hard to interpret. Number one, you're supposed to go to a service in that 24-hour period, some kind of group gathering where we worship the Lord for Shavuot. Okay, so that's the first thing. So, you know, Tuesday night or Wednesday, you can come, right? There you go. Uh, Secondly, you might say, well, I'm going to be tired on Wednesday after staying up all night. That doesn't matter because you're to do no work. (laughs) That's what it says. And then Is it still good for today? It says it's a statute forever, and you know what I'm going to ask you now. How long is forever? All right, you got it. Okay. Verse 22 of Leviticus 23. Now, when you reap the harvest of your land, you're not to reap to the furthest corners of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Rather, you are to leave them for the poor and for the outsider. I am Adonai, your God. So the fourth thing that you are supposed to do on Shavuot is give money to the poor. Okay, there you go. So what will you be doing this Tuesday evening and Wednesday that will follow God's scripture that says Shavuot is a statue forever? Will you work? Will you give extra to those who help the poor or directly give money to the poor? When God wants us to understand something, he and he thinks it's important for us, he repeats it. And so we see not only in Leviticus 23, but we see it in Deuteronomy 16. Three times a year, your males are to appear before the Lord your God in the place he chooses at the Feast of Matzot, which is the unleavened bread, Passover time, the Feast of Shavuot, which is the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Sukkot, which is in the fall, the Feast of Tabernacles. And then it says, no one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. The gift of each man's hand, according to the blessing Adonai, your God, has given you. So, hey, feel free to give money to the Heart of Messiah radio program. (laughs) That'd be fine, too. Since we're talking about Shavuot, let's look at Scripture that tells us of the importance and power of the Word of God in our lives. Ephesians 6, 17, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Think of this. Close your eyes. Think of just these few words. What is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God? Get a picture of what that means. Again, we see that this is uh, the marriage between the Spirit and the Word. Consider this tapestry, how 
It's woven together in Scripture. Yeshua is the Word made flesh, and the sword of the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. It all connects together. In John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. In John 1.14, the Word became flesh, tabernacled among us. We looked upon his glory and the glory of the one and only from the Father, full of grace and truth. Hebrews 4.12 tells us the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and so on. And and it judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In 2 Timothy 3.16, we find that all scripture is inspired by God and useful for teaching, reproof, restoration, and for training in righteousness so that a person belonging to God may be capable, fully equipped for every good deed. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says that we treasure God's word in our hearts so that we won't sin against him. And in Psalm 1, we find out that blessed is the one who has not walked in the advice or stood in the way of sinners, nor sat in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the Torah, or the instruction of the Lord. And on his Torah, he meditates day and night. And what happens to the person who's meditating on Scripture day and night? He'll be like a planted tree over streams of water, producing its fruit during its season. Its leaf never droops, but in all he does, he succeeds. Having read those Scriptures as we celebrate Shavuot, How do you use your sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God? Are you using it to slay your spiritual dragons? Is the Word of God your sword? Is it alive in your life? Is it your authority for how to live? Is it your authority for truth? That would mean that it does not change. It is unwavering. Is it your authority for right and wrong? Is it your authority for how you live your life in a moral way? Let's go and see what other things God says about Shavuot. This is very exciting. In Leviticus 23, you shall bring in from your dwelling two loaves of bread for a wave offering. And then I won't go in through all of that, but you know what? I believe that the two loaves with Yeast, with yeast, so that's with leaven, so leaven represents sin. To me, what that is, is the priest waves that before the Lord. That reminds me of Yeshua interceding for us. And in a sense, because he has two loaves of bread, it, it symbolizes Jews and those who are not Jewish, both who are sinners. And in his hands, we become the one new man because he's interceded for us and we become Ephesians 2, the one body. But on the first Shavuot, Pentecost, in the New Covenant, in Acts 2, a promise in prophecy was fulfilled as the priest waved these two loaves in the temple. At that very time, the prophets of old foretold of the sending of the power of the Holy Spirit. So we see it in Ezekiel. Uh, 39, where it says, pour out his spirit upon the house of Israel. We see it in Ezekiel eleven nineteen, 19. 
uh, an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. We see it in Zechariah, pour out a spirit of grace and supplication on the inhabitants of of Jerusalem. We see it in Zechariah 12.10, Psalm 22.16. We, we see it all over. Joel foretold the outpouring of the Spirit upon all flesh in Joel 3.1. During Yeshua's ministry, he confirmed his Father's promise to his disciples, and he said, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and guide you in all truths, John 4.26. This is the promise that we have. And Yeshua said in Acts 1, don't leave Jerusalem, wait for the gift. So summarizing all of this, let's look at the similarities of Shavuot and Pentecost, the old covenant and the new, and see how it's treated. Moses received the Ten Commandments on Shavuot, and on the same day, thirteen years, uh, 1,300 years later, God pours out his Spirit. On Mount Sinai, the receiving of the Ten Commandments was considered the day in which Judaism began. It was born. In Jerusalem at Mount Sinai is the day where the body of believers were born, the church as it was called, when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. Ten Commandments were written on the tablets of stone by the finger of God, but in Jerusalem the Scriptures were written on the tablets also in our heart by the Holy Spirit. Israel was affirmed as God's chosen people on Shavuot, but believers, both Jews and Gentiles and Messiah, were affirmed as God's chosen as 3,000 were added on that day as God gave power to the believers to add to their numbers. And let me also just mention the 3,000 that were added today. Note that 3,000 were killed at Mount Sinai. Hmm, think about that. The law reveals sin to us and points us to Messiah. The Spirit reveals Messiah to us who atones for our sin. Ah, uh, this is so good. Shavuot is all about God's word. It's it's about the prophecies of the coming Messiah and the Holy Spirit being poured out. The promise of Yeshua, who was to complete the prophecy by sending God's spirit after his resurrection. On Shavuot, God's power was poured out on the people, and after the prophecy was fulfilled, Peter reported it so that everyone knew what had happened. So what about now? What about today? Shavuot today. Acts 2.39 says, For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far away, as many as Adonai, our God, calls to himself. And Yeshua speaking in John 14.16 says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Uh, in the King James, it says, Comforter, that he may be with you forever. And in John sixteen seven, Yeshua said, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. 
Shavuot is a wonderful reminder of the faithfulness of God. He still does amazing things in the lives of those whose eyes are open to see. Are your eyes open? I pray that they are. I pray that your eyes are open, that your heart is open, and that if there's anybody listening to my voice who has not already done this, make Yeshua Lord of your life. It is definitely the Jewish thing to do, and the good news is that Yeshua came for everyone, not just the Jewish people. Look, I've got to end today, but we're going to continue in our discussion next week. Join with me. If you would like to uh, give a gift to our radio program to help us stay on the air, that would be really great. So call Karen at 813-831-5673. And if you'd like to visit us for our um, celebration of Shavuot and our 12-hour marathon of prayer and worship and reading God's Word, feel free. It's Tuesday evening from 7 p.m. to Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. And remember, I'll cook breakfast in the morning. So feel free to come. And uh, may the power of God's Word, especially during this time of Shavuot, and His Spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, let's close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.